0: Hey everybody, Chris here. Ben and I really enjoy doing this show and hope you all have as much fun listening to it as we do putting it together and recording it. After all, at the end of the day, we are all just fans who love this game. So we'd like to ask you a very simple favor. If you do enjoy the show, then please share it with a friend. And if you feel so inclined, share it with as many people as you like. Even in this technology-filled world, word of mouth is still one of the best ways to spread a message. Thank you all so much for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello everybody and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on our news notes and happenings from around the NFL. And some surprises in the news this week.
1: Disappointing surprises. Yeah.
0: Really threw off our, our whole off-season guessing, projection spiel we've been
1: doing. Excitement.
0: Yeah. Really took a lot of the air out of it.
1: It did. I was upset, to be honest with you. Yeah,
0: I was, I wasn't upset, but it really surprised me. I mean, it's looking like after... We were certain that Cam Newton was going to be leaving Carolina. We thought so. They had even talked about how they were opening the trades for him.
1: He was talking about it.
0: He was talking about it. They were talking about it. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody and their mother saw Cam Newton going to play somewhere else. We both thought Tampa was a reasonable uh, destination for him. And as we're going to discuss after Cam Newton, that may not even be an option. What... They obviously saw something in his recovery from his injury that made them go, "Okay, he's the guy." Obviously, Kyle Allen wasn't the guy. Clearly, uh, but we both thought they'd move on from Cam because they can cut Cam before a certain date and save a lot
1: of money. Nineteen point one. Well, they can save like eighteen million if they cut him, and you can save nineteen point one if you trade him.
0: Yeah, and considering you know they're they're not you know desperate for cap space, but. It would have made it Made it better, easier. and they do have a lot of dead cap room. They could have done a lot of things for their team if they traded him. Because I think they could have found a trade partner, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah. For Cam Newton, I,
0: I absolutely think they could have. I, I was really, really surprised to see, you know, come across that. Nope, nope, they're – Cam's sticking in Carolina.
1: That's disappointing, really, to be honest with you. Um, I had him going, obviously. And a lot of what I projected that they would do is now kind of – Blown up, yeah, and actually affects two teams because of what I had the Buccaneers doing.
0: Exactly, yep, exactly. Kind of
1: affects what their what um, what's going to happen with them. Now I don't know what they're going to do. You know, there there's quite a few contracts that they're going to have to look at uh, to decide what they want to do. I'm just, I get what Matt Rule's doing. I'm just thinking. You should have – this is your opportunity to start fresh, start new. Make your decision if you want to move up in the draft, get one of these guys this year. Right,
0: right, one of the big guys.
1: Or collect a team that maybe you can start to make your own. Because realistically, you could have cleared a lot of players out that are free agents, let them go, move on, cut some players that – you know, maybe you didn't want or you just want a new culture and bring in just a new group of people, some veterans that have a playoff experience, some young guys from the draft, and just kind of build your own team. And then if you suck next year, well, guess what? And I've discussed this before. There are two really nice prospects at quarterback position that we know of right now in next year's draft Trevor Lawrence, Justin Hills, Justin Fields. I wouldn't have shocked me if they went that route.
0: I do, on the other hand, though, as surprised as I am, and disappointed because we did a lot of talking about Cam Newton and where he would go, could go. It surprises me, however, I do like the fact that the Panthers are saying, no, we're paying him a lot of money, but he's our guy. We're not going to waste Christian McCaffrey's prime years. We're not going to have these decent young receivers we have being thrown to by a fourth string or uh, excuse me, a fourth round pick that nobody else right. was going to draft. We're not going to take a chance on somebody who isn't worth it. We're not going to sign someone's throwaway players. We have our guy. We're going to keep him. And we're going to make the most of it. We already, we already lost Luke Kinkley. That might have played a big part in it too. I could have Because Cam is one of the leaders on that offense. And Kinkley was the leader on the defense and maybe the entire team. And if you lose Kinkley on one side of the ball and then you trade Cam Newton, that's going to gonna hurt your revenue as far as fans go because those are two huge players. Cam, for, for all of his goofiness and the things I joke around with, I've, I've, I personally really like Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton's a really good dude. He does a ton of stuff, really good stuff for charity. He's a really good-hearted guy. You just don't see that coming to business decisions a lot, especially in the NFL. So I do have to commend the Panthers on that and say, hey, that was your guy, and you want to keep good, positive, uh, a good positive outlook on your team. You want to keep, you know, you want to keep your players, especially your offensive players, co- you know, uh, cohesive, and you want them to know, hey, we're we're not just throwing in a towel and saying we're going to rebuild for the next three or four years. We have this guy. We know we have a number one. We know we can win with Cam Newton. We've done it before. It's, well, we're going to keep trying.
1: It honestly seems like it's a Matt Rule decision. Yeah, it seems like it's totally him because he's he's saying about the whole. I went. I guess I didn't read how Matt Rule was going to go at this. He seems like he's going into it. Um, gonna. I'm not. We're not. We might not make a lot of different changes. We might not make a lot of moves. I just want to see what we have. So... And that makes sense. I get get that. You, You have one side where... Brian Flores almost immediately started to... siphon out. And maybe... If we look at the timeline... Maybe it didn't start until training camp. Right. So maybe... When we get to training camp, we'll start to see... But he says maybe... He's like thinking... First year... Might not see a lot of change, but year two and three, maybe there'll be more change. Whereas you have someone like Patricia and Brian Flores, who kind of immediately just started to siphon off pieces that they didn't feel fit. I guess agenda would be the correct word. Well,
0: and you'll have to see how that plays out, too. Yeah. Because we saw for both Patricia and Flores, it didn't exactly work good. Their teams both sucked year one, which is expected because they were rebuilding. That's fine. The Lions not so much. The Lions were just underachievers that first year for Patricia. But we'll see what happens with the rule. We'll see what happens in Carolina. I mean, you can't... I love football, and I understand, and I'm not trying to criticize anybody here, but we get to a point now when you get to, like, two or three years left in, oh, on somebody's contract. Let's get rid of them. Let's trade them. Let's move on. Let's put them somewhere else. Let's get new talent in. It's like, sometimes players you have in a position work. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's expensive sometimes because when a player's been somewhere for a while and they have recognition in the community and with a fan base, they start to, you know, they they bring in revenue. Yeah. And then they want their cut of the revenue. That's why you know when you see a player who is pissed off because he only got a couple million dollars a year, it's like, "Okay, yeah, but if he had the second highest-grossing jersey in his region in his organization, he probably made that team ten, fifteen million dollars. At least. And then they're gonna give him two. Okay, so you make eight million dollars off someone's name and you give them a portion of it, they may want a little extra, a little bit more next time it comes around. So I can understand that.
1: It just it just looked like you said before, it looked all throughout the season, they were going another route.
0: It did, absolutely
1: But, in a new head coach, and he wanted to go this route. And obviously with the money they invested in him, it seems like he... What was it? Six? Was it six years? I
0: believe it was five or six, yeah. Might have been an option. It seems
1: like he can take one year and just say, I want to see what we have with the talent that was left. Because you have been beating this drum that Ron Rivera is a good coach. Yes. He shouldn't have lost his job. And we have to take the Redskins for what they're worth. But proves the fact that he got a job immediately oh, yeah. the next season, which makes sense because he led a team to the to the Super Bowl. Who knows what would have happened this year had Cam Newton been healthy the entire season? I, it'll be interesting to see. I'm just a li- personally, I'm a little disappointed because of the what I planned it out, and also it takes a little spice out of the uh, quarterback carousel.
0: It does, and that's uh, kind of our next topic here. Is there seems to be not not so many interesting things happening as we as we originally thought there might have been in the quarterback position. We thought it would be a lot of moving and shaking in the quarterback position, and it appears a lot of things are just going to stay as is.
1: I mean, you keep hearing Brady is interesting because you keep hearing rumors he's going to He was talking to the Patriots at the combine, or his representatives at least. But he's, in, he's, he's up for free agency. He's willing to move, but I think it, we've both said this from day one. Brady, stay in New England.
0: I, I just don't think it makes sense for a 42-year-old player to go somewhere else on a brand-new system. All the teams that need somebody that are legitimately competitive, oh let me rephrase that, all the teams that are legitimately competitive don't need a starting quarterback.
1: Other than one team, Colts, maybe.
0: But how legitimately competitive are they? Right. Are they really a 42-year-old quarterback in a brand-new system away from being
1: contenders? And I've heard enough people, so-called experts, say Indianapolis would be a great fit except for the owner. And I don't care how great the head coach is because he's a I, – I think he's a really good head Yeah, coach. he's done very well, yeah. I don't care how good the GM is. Chris Ballard is a great GM. He's built this nice team. Yep. The right way, too. Despite of what the last guy did. Yes, absolutely. But you still have to factor in, if your owner is crazy...
0: And Jim Marseille is crazy.
1: Then you have to put that as a factor. And if you didn't hear Vrabel's um, interview, um, I don't remember who he was interviewed by, but... He was very um, back and forth on the uh, Tom Brady thing. He wouldn't divulge anything and any questions he was asked. He kind of sh- shucked and jived a little bit. That's what he has to do. It was, it was entertaining. Yeah. Believe me, it was entertaining because Mike Vrabel is an entertaining guy.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. If, yeah.
1: You, if you have some time, go listen to interview. Uh, it, it's a recent interview. I don't know where you can yeah, get he's, it. But, he's a good soundbite. <laughs> but it was very entertaining to listen to. And th- the Titans makes a little sense, but how much is it going to cost and how much is that going to factor it into your, your budget for all the other players? But Breeze is going to stay. he was like Cam is staying. I think Brady's going to stay. It looks like th- today there's a soundbite from uh, old uh, John Gruden and he's excited to build around Derek Carr. Yeah, Card.
0: well, you know that's what John Gruden is looking at, uh, trade options going. True. True. Damn it, we're stuck with Derek Carr.
1: True, and then the interesting one. So I put Winston potential. Uh, yeah, tag. yeah, that surprised me. They do want to. They want to keep Shaquille Barrett. So if they can't work out a deal, the tag is going to go to him. But you have two tags. You have a franchise tag and transition tag. The problem is, is if the CBA gets signed at any point, the new CBA only has one
0: tag. Yeah, but that wouldn't apply to this upcoming season, would
1: it? Yes. I actually read it. If the deal is signed and you're a team who tags two people, one for transition, one for uh, franchise, you're only allowed to use one of
0: them. I would have thought it would have happened after the the other one expired. Okay.
1: Well, better hurry up
0: and make up their mind then. Part
1: of the reason why they pushed the date, I guess it was supposed to start on the 25th and actually started today. But if you listen to as I literally... Just before we jumped on, I listened to an interview between, um, I don't remember his name. He's on NFL ne- uh, at Network, uh, the one with the big ears. But he was interviewing. Hey, let's uh, let's not
0: start throwing out insults about people with just, big ears. Like, I don't
1: remember his name. If I remember, Andrew Siciliano, that's what his name is.
0: Well, sorry, uh, sorry Andrew. Uh, ben decided uh, he, to just.
1: He, he knows it. Um, I mean, he has
0: to. He There's
1: was no way he doesn't. He does. Yeah. He was interviewing Bruce, Bruce Arians. They know what they're doing. They won't tell anybody. They haven't even told Jameis. <laughs> not, free
0: agency is going to hit and Jameis is going to be like, I got this great deal. And they're going to be like, no, nah, Jameis, you're staying here.
1: I think the biggest thing he said that spoke loudly to me is we have a plan. We know what our plan is, but we're waiting to see who gets tagged.
0: In other words – we're not going to say anything to piss off Jameis because he might be our best option. Correct. And we got to find out what everybody else is going to do first. Correct. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what they're doing.
0: Exactly what it is because we know we don't have a high enough draft pick to take one of the top uh, top quarterbacks. Right. So we got to make sure if we don't have a backup plan, but we got to tag Jameis.
1: If Brady's available, if Phillips is available, and oh, Brady's like,
0: not going to Tampa Bay.
1: No, but I'm saying he he brought up the na- he brought up the names. He brought up Breeze, Rivers, and Brady specifically. That's got to tell you something. But he seems like wh- – he seems okay with – he says, oh, we can win with Jameis. I don't know, buddy.
0: Eat that W, Jameis.
1: And he doesn't – he said he didn't take um, – they haven't taken that LASIK surgery that he had uh, into factor. And he said he could, see, he could see throwing the ball downfield. I would debate that.
0: I think he has 30 interceptions at state otherwise.
1: But – It seems like Rivers and Bridgewater are the only ones moving.
0: And I still, I don't know, I still see Phillip Rivers going to play for the Raiders. I do too. And I know, but wait a minute, didn't you just say that they said he was staying put? Yeah, because they have to say that. They have to. When somebody's on your team, you don't throw them under the bus, you don't treat them like they're already on their way out the door, that's bad business. That's bad ownership and management. You treat them like they are a part of the team and a part of the family until the moment they're not. Correct. You ever go to a job? Yeah. Anybody out there who's ever had a job? Well, that was a great segue, wasn't it? <laughs> and it's like, you know, like you don't hate the job, but you just know you're moving on. Yes. But you can't necessarily say anything until until you know... Like, you have something else. Because you don't want to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to this great new place. And then that great new place doesn't work out. And now you don't have that crappy old place or the new place, even if it wasn't crappy. It was just less pain, less money, whatever the deal was. What I'm trying to say is it's just bad business to act like a player's out the door before they are. Yeah. You have to act because... John Gruden comes out and says, "Yeah, we're gonna get rid of Derek Carr. He's uh, he's pretty crappy. First of all, he's really mean. I mean, it's not nice. Not that I'm, you know, Captain politically correct, but you just don't you don't do crap like that. No. But it wouldn't surprise me at all to say Derek Carr is our guy. Following day, Derek Carr traded for a fourth round pick. That's how it works. We see it all the time. This well, guy's gonna be here. This guy's gonna be here. Then all of a sudden, that guy signs with another team.
1: So, or you do what the Chargers did. Oh, we are moving on. We've discussed it with Rivers, and we've decided to move on. Rivers decided he wanted to move on, so they made a decision, which is fine.
0: Right, because that was mutual.
1: Absolutely fine.
0: And his contract was up.
1: And his contract was up.
0: They essentially told him, hey, we're not going to re-sign you. And And he said, that's okay, I'm not coming back. Okay, good game, later, bye.
1: Right, and with Breeze... He says he wants to come back. You just say come back. You come back to New Orleans. Saints want to get something done. Apparently, they have some plan for Taysom Hill. Uh, Don't I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah, well, because you you talk to Taysom Hill. He says he's a starting quarterback.
0: Yeah. So is Tim Tebow.
1: But even with Cam, like you could even say they're saying all this stuff now. But if something they feel something better comes knocking at the door. You don't think Matt Rule's going to say, I know what I said, but this opportunity came.
0: That one's a little bit different because, oh, no, not necessarily necessarily different than Derek Carr because his contract would hold a pretty pretty hefty uh, dead cap or at least penalty if they were to just, say, release him after a certain date.
1: Yeah.
0: But with players like that, it's a little different because you don't really know by the time free agency starts, a lot of these things already have to be made up.
1: Uh, I think March 15th is the the due date for franchise tags. Yeah, so... And then the, the next day, the tampering period starts. So, I mean, in
0: theory, you could tag a guy, see if you can get something better, and if you can't, keep him, and if you do, remove the tag yeah which would release him the free agency.
1: You have you have till Mar- I think it's March 15th. So if I like today the Kansas City I think unofficially has tagged Chris Jones. It's not I don't I haven't seen anywhere that that says Kansas City has outright said it. It's an unofficial report that Kansas City tagged defensive tackle Chris Jones. But if they work out if they decide to work out a deal i think they i think they can still tag somebody else but they wouldn't cuz it's a lot of money but if they can't work out a deal and they feel like they want to go another route they can remove the tag before the 15th but once the 15th passes and that guy has the franchise tag that's there until they sign a long-term deal or it's signed um, it's signed for that year
0: Okay, see, I misunderstood then. I thought you could remove it after
1: that date. I, I don't think you can. I huh. think you have – I, like, could I don't, wrong on that. I think you're going to get reports of players getting tagged. Right. And then you might get confirmations leading up to 13th, 14th, and 15th. Okay. Because by the 15th, I think, is the date because free agency starts the next day. Unofficially.
0: Players seem to hate the franchise tag too, and I've never understood that.
1: <sighs> because it's guaranteed money for that one year. Right. And if you're in a position, let's say running back, where you're, your lifespan, if you will, is three, three and a half years, you want that guaranteed contract for multiple years, or at least parts of it, so you can accumulate a little bit more money than that one guaranteed year is the problem.
0: I do understand that, but from the same point, all players sit there and complain as they want guaranteed contracts. Right. And then they get the guaranteed uh, the, the guaranteed franchise tag contract. And I do understand the point of if you're in a position, especially like a running back, who has a short lifespan as a running back, I get that. But the salaries are usually so lucrative because its I believe the first year is the top five, average of the top five of your position. So you're making – an annual salary of somewhere around ten to twelve million guaranteed, whether you get injured or not. Whether you play or not, well I mean you have to be willing to play. You can't like lay the Bella and get paid. But you get that contract, you get that money. And then the following year, it it usually isn't gonna be such a drop off to where you're going to lose your interest. Or I mean I guess if you get hurt you would. But we want guaranteed money, we want guaranteed money, we want guaranteed money. Oh, no, not like that. We want guaranteed full contracts, which, don't get me wrong, considering how much revenue the NFL makes, I think they should have. Right. I'm not arguing that point. But it's like you have it, and then players who threaten to sit out and not play because they got franchise-tagged. Oh, you poor thing. You have to make it guaranteed twelve to $14 million a year. Okay, so you have that. And then the following year, you can renegotiate a long-term contract. How many times do we see... A player like like Le'Veon Bell thought he was going to get twenty twenty five million dollars a season. Didn't get anything near that from the Jets. He got like an annual salary of like fifteen, on average. And I believe of the of the fifty one or fifty two million he got, I believe. What was it? Yeah, no, it was four years, like fifty something. So it wasn't even fifteen annual. I think guaranteed was somewhere in the late high twenties, low thirties. And if he had. Uh, because he was going to get franchised had uh from the Steelers he would have had made like what 14 or 15 million so he would have made the same thing for that year and then gotten and sign a long-term contract and made the same thing per year with a I don't know man it's just it's always been weird to me you're gonna make more money in a year guaranteed than most people make in a lifetime and you're no 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 I want three years guaranteed not one year guaranteed I understand where they're coming from it's just kind of weird to me I don't know
1: um, I actually might have <clears throat> gave the uh, teams a little too much time because it might have been shorter. For what? Uh, shorter time frame uh, for the to decide.
0: Oh, on the franchise tag. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: But I can't. Well, we like can... you're right about you're right about the dollar amounts. It's it's and I honestly, get uh, I saw the third year. Third year is a hundred. You get hundred forty-four percent of what the top five average make in the NFL. Yeah,
0: so you're, if you get franchised a couple of years, like Kirk Cousins, got what? franchised what two years in a row as a quarterback, he yeah. made and bank guaranteed, and they went and signed the fully guaranteed contract.
1: Right, and then they wouldn't they wouldn't sign they wouldn't franchise him for a third year because the the, the numbers would just be astronomical. Like, yeah, really would have
0: been would have been something almost like, like what forty million or something
1: something like it's something crazy. Uh, March 10th. Okay, uh, so they have course.
0: about a week less than the, or a couple days yeah, less. Yeah,
1: so not too much. You have five, 4 p.m. March 10th. So they essentially have to have from the 27th today till the 10th. It's – I can see someone like Shaq Barrett getting tagged definitely because they're going to want to hammer out a nice contract that works for the team and works for the player. So they're going to want to be able to just say, you're a franchise tag – and for those you don't know, a t- a team franchise tags a free agent. It doesn't necessarily mean another team can't come and sign them. It just hurts if you're another team to sign that player.
0: Now, why is that? I
1: think it's first two first round picks that you have to give up.
0: Yeah, so no one's doing
1: that. Oh, it, I mean, it's happened, but usually, never. Usually, not usually, very often, not very often, and usually if you do it, what will happen is the teams will discuss they'll pull the franchise tag if they come to an understanding of maybe a first and whatever and something else, not two first round picks, but you're giving up at least a first round pick, yeah, that's if you want to do that craziness, I don't. Like a player like Eric Armstead with the 49ers, I don't see that happening at all. And I haven't done their numbers yet, but it's going to be too cost prohibitive for them to franchise tag a defensive lineman. Because you remember, you have to earmark that money as soon as you tag them, earmark that money in your cap.
0: Right, so it's not just there, it's not there anymore. Like
1: you can't just, oh, I'm going to go sign this player, this player, this player, and then we'll see what happens with him. No, once you franchise tag that player, that money is earmarked. And you have to make it like that factored in your money. So even if you decide, uh, well, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to do that. That's why you have till March 10th to decide which ones you're going to do. There's a lot of good options, uh, but most of them, to your point, aren't going to want to do it. No,
0: but maybe Dak, some of them should.
1: Dak Prescott's not going to do it. And he's going to throw – te- I don't think he'll throw a temper tantrum, but he's going to fight tooth and nail until he gets his contract.
0: And then if you're the Cowboys, which it's a nice segue because they're the first team we're talking about this week in our uh, or this episode in our pre-free agency breakdown, we have the Cowboys, Steelers, and Bears for you today. And you were talking about Dak and his contract woes.
1: I mean, it's it's interesting because they have a lot of money. They're one of the – Top teams with uh, cap space, because those contracts aren't hitting their big dollars quite yet. But they, they will, will very soon, though. Oh, yeah, they will start soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially with Dak Prescott this year, they're projecting him to sign a five-year, one sixty-five million dollar contract.
0: Oh, uh, it's disgusting.
1: Which is probably
0: for guys who never won a playoff game.
1: Under what he's going to get.
0: Yeah, I think he'll get more also, honestly. And he's never won a playoff game. That's ridiculous.
1: Uh, they have quite a few free agents. Michael Bennett, Robert Quinn, Byron Jones, the middle linebacker, Joe Thomas. They have three wide receivers of free agents. Tavon Austin's, Tabot Austin, Randall Cobb, and Amari Cooper. All free yeah. agents. Uh, they're tight ends. No, they have
0: two wide receivers and a guy who gets overpaid to dress up as a receiver and walk around the field and not catch anything. That is correct statement, sir. Amari.
1: I say this is what I say they do. Okay. I say they, they, they let all three wide receivers go.
0: I can second that.
1: Personally, I think that's what they should do. You have a nice young receiver in Gallup, and you can go into the draft with the 17th pick, and still get one of the receivers because it is deep.
0: I wouldn't even mind them keeping Tavon Austin, depending on what he wanted.
1: It depends on what He's a he nice wants.
0: return guy, too.
1: It depends because he's going to start losing some speed. He's not a spring jigging.
0: Well, he's also not 40 either. No, no,
1: no, not at all. Uh, but I can see them. Uh, why I, the reason why I'm getting rid of Tavon though is I'm signing Tyler, get Taylor Gabriel. Okay. To kind of replace that. And then they signed David Funchess, who's I'd say a cheap knockoff for uh, Amari Cooper, with not the price tag. I only give him a one-year deal because he's got to prove something. What I'm doing, I'm I'm signing Kevin Minter from uh, Carolina, little long in the tooth for a linebacker, but you need somebody in the middle to be stable. Sure. Oh, don't two. they have don't they have good stability at linebacker? Uh they have Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderes. Yeah. But Van Der Esch, uh was down most of last season. Okay. And they have a spot at one of their linebackers' positions open. Versatility. Okay. Because Jalen yeah. Smith is a speedy is a fast athletic linebacker. And
0: As we've seen, it doesn't hurt to have a rotation.
1: True. I'm spending most of the money on corners. It's crazy to give Chris Harris a three-year, $30 million contract. But you may need to do that to give yourself a stable corner. Because I'm not giving the money to Byron Jones. No. He's not worth it. Uh, I'm also going to sign uh, Vernon Hargraves, who proved he can play with uh, Houston, even though he, wa- he wore his welcome in Tampa Bay. But it's a nice It's a nice piece. And you're adding that together to your defense to make it a decent defense. And now you just got to put a lot of weight on Dak Prescott. My disappointing news I heard today was they're interested in bringing back both Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb. I say to you, Cowboys, where are you getting that money?
0: So you have your, your one consistent offensive player seemingly yeah, being Elliott. You have your line, which is extraordinarily good. But their contracts, like we said, are going to start aging, as are the players. Correct. And you're going to start hitting those, those late year in the contract, big number years. And now you have a quarterback who, despite the fact that he doesn't show up for big games or, you know, ever win in the playoffs, thinks he's worth top-tier money. Mm-hmm. And you want to bring back a receiver that? I mean, he may as well be invisible when the game's on the line. in Amari Cooper, he'll play three games a year really well. Yeah. Then he disappears. That's, Washington,
1: Washington twice, and then maybe that's, the Giants game at home.
0: So you're going to take you're going to essentially squander all of Zeke Elliott's prime years. Yes. Because you can't look at Dak and go, be realistic. Like, I'm not. Can- I'm not saying you should take bottom of the barrel money. Like we said, there's some players before. It was it Mike Lennon with the Bears before they got Jarius? Right. Who they gave 18 million dollars a year to? That's insanity. Because Mike Lennon. I mean, you may as well. I mean, you may as well throw a stuffed animal out there and have him play quarterback. That'd yeah, be better. I mean, for Dak to say this when they have Zeke he so got his money. They have the line. Yep. They want to resign the receivers. Like they can resign all these guys and have the same problem for the next five to six years they had this year. Oh, but with less talent at the line, by the way. Because that's going to be the first casualty is the offensive lineman.
1: Right. And and if you sign both Dak and Amari, those two corners I signed, you're not signing them. No. Oh, and and by the way, Byron Jones is going somewhere else already. Uh-huh. Because you're not signing him because he's going to want money. He's, I think, 26, 27 years old. He's probably going to think he, needs, he deserves 8 to $10 million for whatever he does. So your corners are going to be non existent, and you're not going to be able to replace, albeit they didn't do a whole lot, but you're not going to be able to replace Michael Bennett and Robert Quinn. You're just going to have to plug and play some lower talented players, maybe some. Uh, rookies you missed on Taco Charlton who was a first round pick uh, two years ago you traded him to Miami no you didn't trade him to Miami I believe you released him and he went to Miami and I could have told you that Taco Charlton wasn't a first round pick because remember you know where he went to school Michigan Michigan and I could have told you that he wasn't a first round.
0: Well, you can't tell Jerry Jones anything.
1: No, but he's going to sign. He's going to sign Dak Prescott. He's going to sign Amari Cooper. He's going to bring back Randall Cobb. And like you said, he's going to bring back Tavon Austin. Oh, by the way, Blake Jarwin. I know he's not great, but he's a restricted free agent, so now he's you a have to pay. Good player. You have to pay him something because if you undersell him, a team that needs a decent tight end is going to give him a three year contract worth. Not a lot of money, and the Dallas Cowboys are made like, oh well, shoot, we can't We're afford in for him for year twenty-two of Jason Witten. We can't afford him because oh, yep, yeah. he wants to come back even if it's not with the Cowboys. Shock and awe, he said that. Amazing, but how could this team is such a mess? It is, and I made it. The thing is, Chris, I made this. All the things I did, they still they're still under the cap by like five million dollars. They're going to get a nice first round pick. They have an opportunity in the second round to get a decent corner. And they have all their picks. They have all their picks.
0: I'm literally sitting here as you're talking, not even about your projections, just about the team in general. And I'm shaking, I'm going to just shaking my head. It's nothing to do with what you're saying. It's just I know this team is going to do the dumbest thing possible because that's what they do. Yeah, I agree. A smart Why? a smart thing would be if you're going to resign an offensive player, you want to resign sign Dak because you think he's your franchise, and whatever, and, and he is for better or worse. Okay, he can put up some nice numbers. So did Philip Rivers, and he never won you a damn thing. But now you're gonna you're gonna throw money at Amari Cooper that he does not. I don't I don't know how people think this guy is a premier receiver. He's not. He's not bad when he plays. Because I know I'm, we're going to get that. Oh, Mark Cooper's a good receiver. He is for the combined 17 quarters a season he decides to play. The rest of the time, he's dropping open passes. He can't run routes. Completely disappears. If he has a good corner matchup, like you said, it's two of his biggest games this year were against one team. That's not a surprise. No, it's not because it's against the same defensive setup he does well against. He's not a player that can make a team better. He's a player that can do okay against a perfect team for him.
1: Like like teams that face Hopkins, Julio Jones, you know what they're doing? They're, sh- they're shading their safety over top to help the cornerback because the cornerback might need help. Even great cornerbacks need help against those guys. Oh, yeah. Do you need to do that against Amari Cooper? No. You don't. You just don't. I, what did I project uh, Amari to the was it the Jets?
0: I <laughs> uh, believe so. I, all you have to do to make sure Amari Cooper isn't effective against you is play a game against him past week seven, and I, then you're good.
1: Think of think of the think of I think it's the, I think it was the Jets I predicted right. Yes. Think of that division: Tredavious White, Stephon Gilmore, and Xavier Howard.
0: Yeah. Good luck.
1: If I'm all three of those teams, I'm like, oh wow, we can just put. Our best corner on yep. him. And he's, he's, and he's done. Is done. Yeah. He's he is yeah. done. He is toast. But I like what I did. It's logical.
0: Which means Jerry will never do it.
1: And it, and it, and it gets you to a position where the following season, if Funchess and Gabriel and Minter didn't prove anything and they don't deserve a second contract, great. You move on and you bring some other guys in. And you cycle out a new group. And even if Verdon Hargraves doesn't do much, it was a two-year contract. Yep. You, make, you lean it towards the first year, and the second year is a lot of uh, in, incentives. And if it, it, if it doesn't work out, great. Guess what? Move on.
0: And that, that Jerry Jones will never do that because it's logical. Right. And he wants his players. He right. wants Dak. He even wants Amari. Ra-
1: even Steven Jones is starting to be a little yeah. not logical.
0: He just wants his players, and he's going to put himself and his team in salary cap hell. Well,
1: that's and what they're going to do. Good
0: luck being seven and nine, and, and not even making the playoffs in a weak division.
1: It's interesting that you uh, made that um, <clears throat> statement, cap hell, because the next team's in cap hell.
0: Oh, who would that be? <laughs> That'd be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I already said it earlier. Kind of a spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Oops. Sorry, guys. Forgot I said that. I'm ruining it on you.
1: <laughs> Negative eight point three in the cap. <laughs>
0: Oh, that wasn't a misprint. I was like, "What is that? What is that thing before the the, uh, that the cap number?" That's negative. That's wow, negative, sir! How are you allowed to run negative in the cap?
1: Uh, you have to be at the cap, under the cap at the beginning of the league year, and then you can go under and go under if you if you happen to. But at the beginning of the league year, you got to be under the cap.
0: Oh, so if you were under the cap and then you say you traded for somebody who put you over during the season, that's yes. okay. Yes, as long as you're under by the start of the next year.
1: I believe so. Okay. Which is what they did, and they had a lot of issues at quarterback positions. Yeah. So they had a lot of expending money, you know. Taking, Miles
0: Garrett trying to kill him. I
1: doubt Mika Fitzpatrick was cheap, which might have put him over the cap. Didn't think he already
0: sign a new contract with Miami last year? No,
1: he's still in his rookie.
0: I know Miami signed someone. Was it Xavier Howard they resigned? Xavier Howard. Okay, I got the wrong guy then. All right.
1: So, Chris, so what are you going to
0: do if you if you were the all-seeing all-knowing voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers, what would you do?
1: First off, I'm praying that these team, these players are going to agree to what I want them to do.
0: I doubt it. There's a lot of uh,
1: there's a lot of, restructuring. lot of
0: restructuring you think is going to happen here.
1: I need I need to approach <clears throat> Ben Roethlisberger, Stefan Tuitt, David DiCastro, Stephen Nelson, and Vince Williams. All to restructure to create cap space. And then I'm re- I'm releasing a defensive end who I don't even know, which will save me enough money. And I'm declining the option on Vance McDonald. I'm doing all that to sign my, my rookies, which, by the way, they don't have a first or third. So the, the rookie reserve is less than it needs to be typically. I'm signing Hargrave their defensive tackle. He played it and I think it was close to seventy percent of their snaps at defensive tackle. And this is a team with Hayward. And I can't think of the other guy off the top of my head who plays on the defense line is really good. Oh Stefan it I'm sorry. It's right there. Um the the reason why I'm signing him is because S- Tuit. Now Hayward or Tuet their contract is up after the following season. Okay. So it the logic I have here is that money that I'm paying, I think it's actually Hayward. I'm paying Hayward when his contract up, that money right there is pigeonholed to Hargrave. So essentially, when the contract, the end of 2020 season's over and he's a free agent, he'll probably go somewhere else. I now have a fixed income or fixed, not income, but fixed amount of dollars right. to to player X in Cap that room. position, but I now have that money freed up, his money freed up somewhere else. So they will be able to wiggle out of this next year, but this is their one year where it's going to be real tight.
0: What are the odds that six professional multi-million dollar multi-millionaire football players? All agree to restructure, so rookies can get paid. Well, what are the odds of that?
1: Well, Hargrave's not a rookie.
0: No, no, no. I mean, it's so more... no, I mean, so they can sign their rookies coming in. Did you say they were doing all that to under the cap so they could sign their rookies
1: and and Hargrave? Okay, it's more about Hargraves To be honest with you, you do need some money for because uh, honestly, at the end of this, uh, they're roughly 300k under, roughly. That's what that little sign means. Roughly. But here's the thing, Chris. I didn't pigeonhole any money for Sean Davis free sa- starting free safety. Nick Van Et, the, gu- the, gu- the tight end they traded to, uh, from Seattle. Right. Who I don't know if he really did much for them. Bud Dupree, who they claim they want to resign, but I don't see how they're going to. Or Artie Burns, uh, one of their starting corners. No money for them. And honestly, they could sign Bud Dupree because he's flashy and he's a pass rusher and he was a top pick. And they say goodbye to Hargrave because they have Stefan Tuitt and Hayward. But personally, I would sign Hargrave and let Bud Dupree go because I don't think Bud Dupree is worth the money that he's going to get paid. No. I think he's a flash in the pan. He makes a few plays. He's like... Uh, Jadavian Clowney. Only less.
0: Shows up sometimes, but then, you know, other times, big game just disappears.
1: If if I'm going to pay some money, I'm going to save that money for Mika Mika Fitzpatrick. For Devin Bush when his contract eventually comes up, only in his second year. That's who I'm paying. Talented guys who are making effects on the team. Not... Bud Dupree, who was a top 10 top ten pick, top 15 pick, all flash, coming out of college, didn't really – he played at Kentucky, I believe, Kentucky or Kansas. Decent talent, maybe in the right system, he works. But he's strictly a pass rush guy. Because Did you see him in coverage? No. And didn't they sign a bunch of people this offseason specifically – so they could cover yep. running backs and tight Absolutely. ends they actually yep. said it on the first telecast oh well they signed Mark Barron and this player and they, they they drafted Devin Bush so that they could cover running backs and receivers why did you draft Bud Dupree where you did if he couldn't do that right he's a talented kid but he has a specific skill set and it's not to cover so don't pay him Outside linebacker money to get you six and a half, seven sacks, and you have to pay them double digit millions a year. Not worth it. They're gonna they're they're gonna have some some reshuffling to do, to be honest. And I think they can make it work. They you just know, need they just need people to restructure.
0: You now, some teams you look at their their contract, their like the the Jaguars. You look at them in salary cap hell. And you're like, well, who are they paying right now? You know, you know, the Clays can't believe a few big names. Yeah. But the amount of money they're spending on players, you expect them to be much better than they are. Yeah. The Steelers, you can look at it and go, okay, you have a lot of talent on defense. You have a quarterback who you know isn't cheap. And you have some talent on the line. I think Juju's still on his rookie contract.
1: <laughs> He's a... Uh- Next year, he's like, okay.
0: Well, he's on his rookie contract, and you know nobody else is really. I mean, James Connor. I mean, I don't think he's well all that good to begin with. But he's not for what they think he is. He's not right. Le'Veon Bell. He's not. As far as quality football player, okay, but he's not a stud running back.
1: Could be a good number two.
0: He he, need, he needs that thunder and lightning setup. We got somebody else to compliment him. But I mean, like a Freeman Coleman situation a yeah. couple of years ago Atlanta. I just don't. They're not really paying anybody on offense.
1: They're paying a lot of a lot of guys. They yeah, are throughout the entire team. They're paying a lot of guys, not crazy money, but they're paying a lot of guys.
0: But what I mean is, I can understand a team like that, seeing how they have some talent. Right. I'm saying they don't have a lot. Excuse me. They don't have a lot of that. They have Roethlisberger's contract. Yeah. And then some guys on the line. But, I mean, they don't have... Well, they had a stud running back and receiver. But they don't have... You're not looking at a bunch of guys who aren't performing. Their problem was more injuries last year. Yeah. It wasn't... I'm kind of rambling here, but what I'm saying is... The Jaguars just underperformed. They paid the wrong people in the wrong positions. They throw money at problems. Instead of, like, oh, we, we have... Instead of trying to draft a quarterback, let's pay play Nick Foles to come in here.
1: And there's a correlation between those two teams in that they both lost their quarterbacks, who are paid high, but each team went a different direction. Yes. One team traded their premier corner because they couldn't pay him, whereas the other team traded for a premier corner Corner slash safety
0: And knew they'd make it work.
1: And they made it work because he made an impact. Now, unfortunately, they just barely missed the playoffs. And yet the Jacksonville Jaguars couldn't do anything.
0: Now, you you do a lot of work with these uh, pre-free agency lists. Mm -hmm. And I bet a lot of this stuff is right. I, I, just based on numbers alone, I doubt all six of these guys restructure. Not a chance. Um, you were coming at it from a point of view of this would work if they did it and this makes sense. I doubt all those guys will. But to your point, the Steelers are an organization that are just determined to make it work. They are run well from the top down. People running that team know what they're doing. Yes, they're under the cap now or they're above the cap now. Yeah. But the time it comes around to when it matters, they won't be. Have it figured out. They'll have most of their key players back. And they're going to be competitive this season coming up, providing no big injuries. Whereas the Jaguars, it just seems like once they get rid of one contract, now they're going to oh we're going to go sign somebody else. We have some money now.
1: Like, I don't know what they're going to – honestly, if the Steelers decide to cut, for some crazy reason, Hayward – they could get under the cap, just with that move, I think, or it'll be close. Jacksonville, they have to—they almost have to trade Clay's Campbell to get under the cap and have some room.
0: Yeah, I mean, they just put themselves in bad spots.
1: This is logical, but you're right. Two six players or five five players restructuring is crazy talk. But that's what that's what Bill does a lot of the years. He'll restructure, restructure. So he can get some money. They have to do. They have to do a lot of this work. I mean, the Vance McDonald decline option makes total sense. I think they'll do that. Some of the other stuff, it makes logical sense. I don't know if they're going to do it, but someone like Roethlisberger, if he does that restructuring to make sure that C- the cash can get his money. That they can retain all of their offensive linemen, he might do that. Stefan Tuitt might do that to retain Hargrave because it was the three of them on that defensive line. They play a base thirty-four defense, and you need beef in the beef up at the line so your linebackers who are playmakers can make plays. Yep. But I don't know if they're all going to do this, and I don't know where they're going to go, but I think this makes the lowest logical sense. But it could, it could be completely wrong. You're right. It could be completely wrong.
0: No, I don't think you're completely wrong. That that was my point. My point was your theories are all sound, but it doesn't mean it's going to work out because we're not talking about logical people here.
1: True. Although, to your point earlier, the Steelers are a logical team. Or not a logical team. But they will make it work yes. to get them. Because they know what they're doing. Somehow I feel like by March 15th, if you look at what I did and what the Steelers did, there's not going to be a lot of differences. In the coming days, you're going to see Vance McDonald, the option declined. I almost guarantee it. You're going to see at least one player released. My concern for the Steelers is that you get all glassy-eyed because you drafted Dupree in the top 15. And Hargrave is not this flashy guy, but that is the guy that's going to replace Hayward. Hargrave is 25, 26 years old, I think. Hayward is, I think he just turned 30 or he's 31, somewhere around there. Who's going to be there longer? Because if you say goodbye to Hargrave, he'll get great money. Guaranteed, he'll get great money oh, he'll get a, get, he'll
0: get a good contract somewhere.
1: And then what are you going to do? You're going to have to re-sign Hayward to a new contract, and you're going to have an aging veteran that maybe can't quite give you 60%, 50% of the stamp I mean, now he's only giving you 40 and that's going to affect your team in totality. I don't know. This is the, I think that's the move you make is to sign Hargrave over Bud Dupree.
0: You know, a move the Bears should make.
1: Yeah, we went over this. Get rid of Mitchell Trubisky. Yep.
0: You know what else they should have probably done? What's that? Not moved in the draft at all, and just taking Patrick Mahomes.
1: Oh, that's because they don't have a first round pick.
0: Well, not about a few years ago, but yeah, it's coming here. They don't either.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. The other the other reason why they have uh, no first round pick is because their highest paid player, Khalil Mack.
0: Well, I say that's yeah, it's a fair trade. Yeah, it is. You get a stud. You get a, a all world stud linebacker for a first round pick. I would I would swap that.
1: So It's an interesting team. The Bears. They're that not, is interesting. That's loose terminology.
0: That's a polite way to say it. this is a screwed up franchise.
1: They're surprisingly 26 million under the cap. They have space. Personally, Chris, I don't do a lot with it.
0: No, there's not a lot here to do.
1: I don't do a lot with it. First off, it's not—it's not—it's not as much as you think. Twenty-six is not going to be a lot. It, I'm signing two players: Josh Norman and uh, free safety Michael Thomas. Short deals, decent money. Because you have to make a decision on Mitchell Trubisky this year. This is your year. You make a decision on him. Because if he's not the answer, you move on. And now you can reset next year. Totally. And move in another direction. You make your draft You have to move
0: on from this guy.
1: Yeah. I think you do. I agree 100%. Not
0: not to cut off what you're doing. uh, Just a little little sidebar. Earlier, Earlier or later last year, it was October. I went to Chicago. Where I stayed in Chicago was probably... God, five, six miles from Soldier Field. You saw Khalil Mack stuff. You saw some other members of the team. You know how many things to do with Mitchell Trubisky I saw during football season in Chicago close to Soldier Field? Nothing.
1: You mean like, at like banners, jerseys? Um,
0: People, no, it wasn't a lot of people. It was more of a business area, so there wasn't a lot of people on jerseys. So but I'm just talking, you know, as you get closer to Soldier Field, you know, little banners or um, g- gift shops. They'd have, okay. it wasn't even baseball season. Uh, actually, no, it still was. But they'd have stuff, you know, they'd have Cubs things and, and obviously Bulls and stuff like that. And they still had Jordan things and all the members of the Cubs and the legends from the past and nothing with Chubisky. I could have missed it. I don't want you know if anybody lives in Chicago and you're, oh no 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 that's true. This gift shop has a Mitchell Trubisky snow globe. Okay, I probably missed it then. I didn't go in every gift shop, but that is a loyal fan base who loves their team, and he's not even a marketable player for a franchise that friggin loves their team that way.
1: Can you name their last marketable franchise quarterback?
0: No, no, I can't.
1: I can. Jim McMahon. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: okay. yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't forget about Jim, but yeah, okay. How
1: far back is that, Chris?
0: Too far for Bears fans. But, I mean, it's not even like if you drafted this guy in the fourth round and it's like, oh, he just didn't pan out, whatever. You not only got him, you got him in a draft where you drafted him ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. And not only that, you traded up significant uh, tra- draft capital to move up one spot in front of a team that was not going to select a quarterback.
1: I know why they did it, though. They were concerned with other teams to do it. But I was in the, the, the camp. Why are you jumping up for this guy? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He's not worth it. He played at North Carolina, Chris. What is North Carolina known for?
0: Uh, as far as I know basketball and, not and, and football and, and really good food.
1: That's what I hear. Really
0: good food, yeah. I stopped yep. by a few times. Really, really good, good grips? Oh yeah, yeah. Pretty much anything.
1: Not football. No. I agree. I get. They, they they spark every now and then in football. Guess what? They they're they're recruiting. They're they're sort they're encompassed by to the south, not directly south, south is the state of Georgia. South Carolina? Well, South <laughs> Carolina, but they don't have, like, actually, honestly, South Carolina has a better chance of recruiting a guy than North Carolina. You're looking at a four-star four, four, star, uh, four star recruit. The odds are he might go to South Carolina over North Carolina. But you have Georgia sitting right there who has, like, three colleges who will stomp, oh, yeah. will stomp on anybody trying to get a prospect from Georgia. Absolutely. And they will, they will, and then right next to Georgia is Alabama, and Nick Saban ain't letting no one go out of Alabama, and then Florida teams just take Florida, so you're basically recruiting your state of North Carolina, and that's about it because you go north, it's the Virginias, and kids in Virginia, West Virginia, and Virginia, they like to go to their school, and then you try to go to other states all over the you have to. If you're in North Carolina, you literally have to try to go around the entire United States to try to get the best prospects you can. And Mitchell he's Trubis-
0: Mitchell Trubisky's their favorite son.
1: I don't even think he's from North Carolina. I think it was one of those, you had to go find somebody that wanted to actually go to North Carolina because <laughs> it, you can get a starting job.
0: Okay, so if you were running this team, aside from letting Mitchell Trubisky walk, what would you do?
1: Right, Josh Norman and Michael Thomas. That's it. That's it. I'm I'm drafting a wide receiver, an offensive lineman. I'm drafting a bunch of players. I'm drafting guys that I can build, but not necessarily around Mitch Risky because I already have the talent on the team to make him successful. I ha- You have two running backs, correct? Correct. Okay. You have a very good wide receiver.
0: Potentially more than one. We really don't know because they have no one throwing to them.
1: Correct. But you have at least one. Yes. You have a decent tight end in Trey Burton.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I
1: said decent. I didn't say good. And they like their backup, which I can't remember his name, but they like his the backup too. A decent offensive line. Not great. Decent. And you can't do anything with it. And you have an all-world... Defensive end. Talented players on defense, which, by the way, fun fact, well, there's a lot of where a lot of where their cap is at.
0: Who's the Earl World defensive end?
1: Okay, you could say he's an, a linebacker, but I'm talking about Khalil Mack. Okay, I, was, I, was I thought he was a linebacker. I was wondering like, if there he, was somebody yeah, else. Yeah, I, he's probably, I guess you okay. could say defensive end, linebacker.
0: No, no, that's cool. I just want to make sure we're on the same page.
1: But, no, it, it's true. A lot of their money is wrapped up in defense. Their two, two corners are... Getting paid very, oh yeah, very handsomely. That's I just sign. That's all I do is sign Josh Norman, one year contract. If he's got anything, great. If he doesn't, cut him. Because if he's not worth it, bye. I don't right? think he's
0: worth it, honestly.
1: Right. But that's I think I
0: think I think he's washed out.
1: Why but. it's only a one year deal? Oh no, I, I, I agree.
0: Did. i go for it. I agree. If you're looking to sign people, try to get lightning in a bottle. That's and fine, it, but.
1: And then you sign the free safety Michael Thomas who played with the Giants last year if he's got something great if he doesn't have anything okay but you need to replace haha Clinton Dix with somebody <laughs> I love
0: that name also that poor guy
1: yeah um
0: what names are good haha I mean come on man
1: uh, I don't know I don't know I'm not I prepared. mean obviously
0: his mother and father but
1: but even with this Chris you still have like twelve million dollars in cat space and and this Helps you two ways. It doesn't tie up money for the future. So if you do... We know the quarterback class, free agent class next year isn't as great. No. But it opens you up to an opportunity of... If Derek Carr doesn't get traded and stays with the Las Vegas Raiders... And then sucks again. Maybe it opens that door. Maybe. It also opens the door for in-season trade for... Impact positions. As we discussed last episode, it didn't seem that the wide receiver trades really worked out for either team. No, not really. No. So I'm not talking about picking up a receiver. I'm talking about maybe picking up a defensive asset where the skill set and learning the playbook may translate better. i give you an example. Mika Fitzpatrick. That translated pretty good. Oh, yeah.
0: Real good for a while, yeah.
1: So if you need a corner... And you have the money, and you have enough capital. Maybe you can go get a corner that's available, Patrick Peterson, or a linebacker if you need another linebacker. But that leaves that money open for something during the season. And that money's prorated, so you're not, you know, if a linebacker's getting $14 million, well, you're not paying him $14 million. You're only paying him for what he's got at that point prorated the rest of the season. So maybe Von Miller becomes available. Because Denver's sucking again, <laughs> yeah, and they want to get some value. Imagine a defense with one side has Khalil Mack, the other side has Von Miller. That is a scary thought. Even a diminished Von Miller.
0: It's, it's getting less and less scary as each, each passing year, but
1: but diminished. I mean, I'll admit, diminished Von, Von Miller, but you have Floyd. If you have Floyd Miller and Khalil Mack on one defensive line, that is intimidating.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: But that's why I leave that $12 million available.
0: That's a solid strategy.
1: And if none of this works and they're the worst team in the NFC North, you cut bait with Mitch Trubisky, you start making some other moves, you keep killing Mac, and you move on.
0: That's the thing, too, is they're going to have to decide on his fifth-year option really soon.
1: Are he's going they, into his fourth is, year. Is, is he going? He's going into the fourth year. in his fourth year, he have to make a decision by June. I think it's some sometime in yeah. May or June. So they the, have to
0: think. Do they really think they can win with this guy? And he, even, even if they want to, you know, if they don't pick up the option, and then they re-sign him when he becomes a free agent. Okay, fine, whatever. But uh, you got to decide, and I don't think he's shown enough to justify. Picking up that option and, and he's not he's not your starting quarterback. He's not your future.
1: Well you, you can also here's the thought process. Well two things. One, if the new C B A gets signed, the, the fifth year option changes. It no longer goes to uh slotted position. It'll uh slotted position in the first round, it's now performance based. Do you think Mitchell Risky's no you won't let me finish no I can't even finish the question? You can,
0: but I'm gonna answer it the same All way.
1: Right. Well, we've got your answer then. But and two, if it doesn't get signed, well then you take the fifth year option, and maybe you can pawn them off to a team.
0: Nope.
1: That's desperate.
0: Dude, who's gonna trade anything for Trubisky?
1: I don't know. But you have
0: I under I understand your 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 reasoning. Yeah. But who's gonna look at Trubisky and go yeah, that's a kid we got to give him a draft pick for.
1: So either that or Chris, they have to decide right. If they decide right now, then they need to know, okay, what's our what's our out? What's our secondary plan? Do we trade Joe do, Flacco? Do we trade for Jacoby Brissett if Indianapolis brings another quarterback in? Do we do we earmark some money for him because you have to have? God, I don't remember how much he's making. It's got to be like sixteen, I think he's. Somewhere between ten and sixteen million, he's making. Well, you got to earmark at least, at least, I think at least eleven or ten because some of that is bonus. So Indianapolis will incur some dead cap, but uh, you have to think, you have to have some sort of exit strategy, and you have to know what's available the following season. And are you going to suck again? I I go down this route again, but are you going to suck enough to get a top? Honestly, top three pick.
0: Is Trubisky still a quarterback? What? Are they going to suck him off? Is he still the quarterback?
1: No. Okay. They'll, they'll put somebody else in. Okay. If they they might be okay. They might be fine. If, if they want to go full, if they go, let's say they go 0-5. Okay? 0-5. And, and the other, at least two teams in the division are 4-1. and four and one three and two and they don't have a prayer and Trubisky looks lost confused dead on arrival
0: just normal look
1: true I can see them going the old tank route but you have to get a top three pick at least because Trevor Lawrence is going to be first overall unless some catastrophic injury happens or he just bottoms out Justin Fields will be the second or third pick in the next draft And there's always people that pop up. Joe Burrow popped up this year. He wasn't projected to be even a second-round pick.
0: No, Tua was supposed to be number one. Right. Without a doubt, and now...
1: And Joe Burrow was, like, second or third-round pick. And he went all the way up to the first overall pick. So that could happen. But right now you're looking at two guys. There's only so many teams that need guys, correct? Yep. And there's only so many guys that can get drafted first, second, third... If you're the Chicago Bears, you have to think: What's your plan? It's like the it's like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have a plan. They won't tell anybody, but they have a plan. What's the plan? We're going to go with Jameis, unless Tom comes available. For now. For now, unless Tom becomes available, and they think they can get him, or if Phil's available, and then they can outpay Las Vegas. Drew Brees, is, Drew Brees is going back to New Orleans.
0: Yeah, yeah there's no way he's going Close that else. door.
1: Yeah. Maybe they don't want to gamble on Teddy Bridgewater because they feel like there's not enough there, which we both disagree with, correct?
0: I think there's plenty there with Teddy. Right, yeah. but
1: maybe they don't feel there's enough film, current film, to say we're going to hand you that contract. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's just those three guys. That they're looking at. Maybe. Or if their car becomes available and maybe they're enamored with their car, which I don't understand.
0: I don't understand that either.
1: But they have a plan. They have option A, option B, option C, option D. That's what the Bears need to do. They need to be- – is he the option? No, he's not. No, he's not. So we're going to give them – we're going to gamble, roll the dice – on not picking up the fifth year option And see what he does this year Just like Tennessee did with Jack Conklin Who they didn't pick up his, uh, his fifth year option Now they're paying for it No, oh, yeah Because they're
0: going to
1: Because instead of having Imagine this bookend of Taylor Wan And Jack Conklin As your tackles And you're paying Jack Conklin I think would have been Seven to nine Million dollars and now you just need to resign your running back, yeah. resign your quarterback, your offense, straight. So well,
0: it'll be interesting to see what they do. And, and I, th- I, I, don't see them picking up his option.
1: No, I don't either. But, but and, uh, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: No, I mean, I guess if they feel they can't do anything else, they will. But I, I at this point, I think you got to cut your losses. Don't try to save face and just say, "Sorry, fan base, we'll do better next
1: time." As long as you vet all your options and. You make a clear, conscious decision on what you want. What you want to do. Then you should be able to have a clear, conscious about what you're doing. If that makes any sense.
0: Um, I may be talking. I mean, it might not at eight a.m., but at nearly midnight, it makes total sense. Okay, that's fair enough. So <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for us, unless Ben has anything else. So that will be it. As always, ladies and gentlemen, we would love to hear your feedback on the show, whether it be on our uh, quarterback conversations, our franchise tag uh, conversation, or our pre-free agency breakdowns. And Ben, where can you do that?
1: You can get on uh, Twitter. That's Ben Chris Talk One, or you can go on Facebook. Ben and Chris Talk Football.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, thank you so much for listening. For Ben, I am Chris, and we will see you right back here Tuesday morning. Thank you.